Welcome everyone who is either watching on YouTube or listening in uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, this is episode number, what is it? Number five, I think. Uh, right, Abraham? Of the Art Block. I guess, but we recording like around the time, like around the Father's Day. So if you're a fan of Star Wars. <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> just past Father's Day, but. Uh, kind of. I want to use it, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one uh but yeah you know welcome and uh, we want to obviously uh send out a special thank you to our uh, our current guest for for the month of july we have gloria vasquez warner and um i have a a little bit of a bio here i'm gonna kind of pick and choose some elements from from her bio uh gloria is a self-taught artist who has studied painting at community workshops taught by various LA-based artists. And uh, Gloria is influenced by the work of uh, Chicano and Chicana artists that uh, she has been fortunate enough to have as teachers, mentors, and friends, and is also inspired by the Impressionist movement, which I think if you look at uh, Gloria's artwork, you will definitely notice that. And also, Gloria in her bio shared that her philosophy of creating art is to paint what I see. I prefer nature in motion, changes in the environment, a moment in time, a moment in my life. Gloria is originally from El Salvador and has been living in LA since 10 years old and has also been exhibited in various galleries and cultural centers all around South California, Southern California. Uh, this includes self-help graphics, Plaza de la Raza, Avenue 50 Studio, Chimaya Art Gallery, and the Nutra, as well as the Muckenthaler Cultural Center. And uh, the, her work that was featured there was uh, published in the Fullerton Observer. And also, uh, Gloria was a featured artist at Joaquin Magazine from New Mexico. Um, and in addition to all of that, uh, I also am very happy to say that Gloria is a... Uh, participant or a person who has been featured in multiple uh, issues of Art Block Zine in the past. Um, that includes our uh, volume six, issue number two, uh, In Their Footsteps, volume seven, issue number two, The LA Dream, and I believe a couple of others too, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And also, uh, Gloria has submitted work to our most recent uh, creative impact anthology called Community Bridges. So, Lots of uh, work from Gloria has been out there in the world. And if you've been fortunate enough to see it, uh, you know, congratulations, because I think we have another uh, fantastic artist in, in our community here in L.A. So welcome, Gloria. Uh, you know, feel free to well, thank you add. Us. Yeah. Feel free thank to add anything if I missed anything from your from your bio. That was important. No, it sounds good. It sounds better than when I typed it. Yes, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's been fun uh, participating in, uh, in you know in your project, uh, submitting work. Uh, it's uh, uh, something that the that, that uh, goes with uh, some of my teams uh, in the recent years. Uh, I've been painting about LA, my life in LA, uh, and what I see. And it's uh, uh, I'm doing my um, my my best to uh, to capture moments, fleeting moments in life. Yeah, it's uh, well, like I was kind of saying before we started the recording, recording, you know, our blog zine, at least when it first was launched by our organization. The still arts. Uh, we did it basically as a uh, love letter to LA. So your work definitely represents LA in, in my eyes. So I, I'm glad that we've had a lot of your your work featured in our zines in the past. So thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, and I guess just to get us started, you know, in, in discussing your artwork, um, you know, in your bio, you mentioned that the Impressionist movement has really inspired you, as well as Chicano artists. Uh, I'm assuming by Chicano, you mean people that have been like born and raised in the LA area, um, not not necessarily like the political identity. Um, so 
uh, yeah, how do, how do you feel like that is represented in your artwork? Right. Uh, when I was when I was uh, younger, I I tried to uh, to become a professional painter right after high school, uh, an artist, and uh, it, it was just I was just made it wasn't feasible for me. Uh, I couldn't afford the the art supplies, which uh, you know. So I went uh, another way in my career. But later on, uh, as, as I started working, I still wanted to con continue to create some art as a way to express myself. And I started uh, joining community workshops at Self-Help Graphics uh, and then uh, Plaza La Raza, which I, I used to work when I was um, in college. Uh, I worked there part-time. And I met the uh, artist uh, Robert Gutierrez which I love his work. I love the way he uses color. He changes his uh, his style and, and technique. Um, once he gets bored, that's what he told me. He he switches, so he does have a, a, a just one style. And, and I like that about him. And he uses color and that he put uh, people in the community in his, in his work. Hmm. And then uh, I also met Margaret Garcia and then I started painting with uh, oils uh, through her. I learned to use... Uh, uh, oil painting mm -hmm. and got involved into uh, exhibits uh, around the uh, around LA and um, and I love I love the way she uses color and uh, and I I try to find a way to express uh, myself to put my own uh, voice through painting through my artwork. I found fascinating that you mentioned that like it took you a while to get into the art because of the supplies. And that always reminds me with like, I see people putting or posting videos of art where they have a lot of paint on a canvas, like, oh, the budget, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those thick uh, paintings. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine for uh, a student to do that kind of art. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a hit on the budget. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, yes, I know. So when you go to art school, you get a supply list. A lot of the stuff you might not use it a lot, but you still have to buy it. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. so it, it just became, you know, uh, too much for me at the time. And so I went a different way. I went into accounting, mm -hmm. but I still wanted to paint. And so I did that on my own, little by little. And then uh, I started to get better. And uh, was like, actually able to sell some of my work and then I usually invest what I make uh, into more supplies into buy other people's work mm -hmm. like there's artists that I love their work but I, you know there were times I couldn't afford it but you know when I saw my some of my artwork sometimes I have extra money to buy someone else's artwork yeah I, I love that like I love that that people like you are supporting other artists because they know what's behind it so I like that I find it interesting that a lot of artists you ask them, oh, do you have a art piece in your house? And like, nope. Like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. You have to give a little back. And I think uh, to take appreciation to other people's work as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and you know, I, I feel like that's actually one of the reasons why I sort of stepped away from painting myself. I used to do painting more when I was younger. And um, yeah, you know, it can it can be an expensive medium if you're always you know, buying new canvases and having to uh, buy sometimes larger paint tubes than what you actually need. And, um, you know, so I, I can definitely appreciate that. But I also like the fact that you sort of treat painting and artwork as as if it was your job, you know, and you talked about reinvesting whatever you make from it into your practice. Uh, what do you feel like that does for an artist you know to to have that mentality of treating it like a job do you in your opinion feel like it improves your practice do you feel like it's you know changes the way that you approach a piece of art i mean what kind of impact do you feel like that has on on you as an artist uh for me since it's so to me painting uh, i do it mostly for fun uh, I, I, you know, I don't mind selling some of my work and, and I do some sales. So I, I join some group sales, but uh, uh, to me uh, right now, I'm at this point that I, uh, uh, I want to 
thing, things that, that I'm interested in, uh, that capture my attention. So it's, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't do it just, just to sell it. Like, you know, like, uh, I know there's some stuff that, that people like it more. Like, uh, I've been noticing that uh, when the work that sells more is, is mostly the bright colors. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh other the, the another stuff that it's a little bit more dark mm -hmm. but uh and with dark colors uh but uh i i think uh it's to me painting uh makes makes me happy i i like to to express myself through it so i i, I don't mind investing some of that money that, that i i earn through my work uh as uh for my paintings or for my uh day job Mm -hmm. uh into my supplies and and i'm i i enjoy painting and it's uh part of me and uh now that i have two sons i'm also getting into you know we buy sketchbooks with sketch uh, they have their own style mm -hmm. the, their own uh, artwork that they create and um so it's it for me has worked out that way um it's uh it's an investment, but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, also uh, to have fun for me. It's, it's, not, it's not just a business. It's just a, it's to have fun sometimes to uh, play with paint, and I, that's what I've been trying to do in the last uh, in my last works. Also, found that like in your bio, you mentioned also that you love to paint nature, and uh, so my question is, what is a place that has inspired you to paint or do you have a cool story behind that you have gone out to this i don't know, nature place uh, i paint nature in the city uh, because sometimes you know I, I can't get out that far during the week but uh, i go for if i go for a walk sometimes that you know i pass by a garden or or a place that I, that you know, that's like when spring, different trees are are blooming, different plants are 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 uh, uh, you know have uh, are, are blooming or are uh, or they have a uh, you know, they have something interesting. So I did I done some painting stuff from the neighborhood actually from my walks, uh, from uh, pictures that I that I taken of my kids, or uh, or, or just the the location. It's Sometimes it's it's spontaneous, but you walk through through a place that you never walked before, and it's just the right time of the day that the, the light is hitting, uh, you know, the the plants or the flowers or whatever they have in there, a sculpture or something that makes interesting to to paint it. And I also done some plein air painting. Wow. Uh, I just uh, a couple of weeks ago I, I was doing some plein air painting uh, in a community garden. And uh, that was really nice uh, uh, to paint. Uh, yeah, to paint work fast because of the light changes. But uh, it's it's fun to be outside in nature and paint. It doesn't have to be, you know, all the way on, on the top of a mountain, but it could be. Uh, but uh, it could be a garden in the city, a community garden at home. Um, I, I have been to, to like Yosemite and and uh, Sequoia, and, and I did some painting in there too. But uh, yeah, you can find nature everywhere, even in the city. Yeah, urban nature is pretty interesting. I, for example, love seeing like little plants growing on like in the concrete or in the wrong places, you know, as well as right. how the city has certain type of either trees or palm trees. That's kind of also interesting. Like it varies from place to place. And I also right. noticed that you use a lot of the sky and light on your paintings, especially, yeah. I guess, like the golden hour, I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> right? Yes, I think a lot of artists chase that. <laughs> that yeah. either sunrise or sunset. Because yeah. the, the color changes. Uh, and that's another thing is uh, it changes from season, from day to day. You know, mm -hmm. on cloudy days, you, you can see the, the light reflecting on the clouds. Just on, on a, you know, after it rains, also, and, and on a on a sunny day, so it's it changes. It depends where you are too. 
So yeah, a lot of artists do ch chase that. How the lighting changes, you know, nature's lighting changes on things. Even in the city, you can you can see <laughs> how some things start to glow when the light get, they get hit by the light. Yes. It does another something else yeah. that I like to paint that night too. You know, the the night scenes uh, sometimes in the city. You know, we we have uh, we don't have we cannot see the stars here in the city, but we see the the lights, or the buildings, the cars. Yeah, I was gonna ask actually about your process, and I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, you know, I find it looking at your artwork, especially all the times that you've submitted to Art Block. You know, I I feel like it it comes across as though it's very um, I want to call it pictographic. You know, because it's your compositions really do show, I feel, a lot of um, thought to them. You know, you have almost always a, a central uh, figure or some sort of foreground element that includes a piece of nature. And then the skies in your paintings, oftentimes, they're, uh, I mean, very impressionistic. So I I'm, I'm, wanted to hear a little bit more about you know, why you use maybe the approach that you use for creating a work of art. Is it, you know, you said partly it's because of, you know, you take the photo and then you go back and paint it, um, you know, and the challenges of plain air painting, you know, light changing. I can understand that, but but I am curious to hear, you know, what what inspires you to use maybe one color over another when doing the the sky or when doing like a bugambilia, which I know is in one of your uh, your paintings that you submitted to Art Block a while back, um, you know what what can you say about that process of of uh, decision making in in your art? Well, uh, sometimes it, it catches my attention, and, and lately, especially, I've been trying to use all the colors that I can put in the in the canvas, okay. you know, try to make it bright. I sometimes mm -hmm. I, I start with something dark, and then I put as, as many colors that I want. I want to finish all my paint, <laughs> go through all those tubes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I um. Uh, when I paint, uh, especially if I do plain air, sometimes I do prep my canvas on, on just uh, one basic color. Like uh, last last time that I did, I did green all, all of it. And then once I started uh, uh, painting, I, I did a sketch with it of the, the things that I wanted to put in the, in the painting. And then I started painting and see as, as much as I can put in, in before it gets dark because <laughs> light changes. Uh, but uh, I always choose something that I like. like I think uh, one of my submissions was of uh, uh, jacaranda tree. I always wanted to to paint. I think I submitted to your uh, magazine uh, my sketch. I eventually it turned into a painting, and it's gonna be in an exhibit at Avenue Fifty Studio uh, in August. It's called. It's gonna be called a uh, Mother Nature exhibit. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be one of the paintings. Oh. But I think to the magazine, I submitted uh, the sketch from my sketchbook. Yeah, there's a, I think, um, here, actually, let me share my screen because I did, I did happen to pull up a couple of them. Is this one the one that you're referring to? Yes. Yeah. That's supposed to be, uh, 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 that, that's the one that I turned into a painting. That's that was my sketch to, to kind of, uh, to see what I wanted to put in the painting. I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I really, I think that was maybe one of the first ones that you submit to Art Blog Zine. And I remember very much enjoying the the composition, you know, the the sort of, uh, I think it's called a Dutch angle, right? Where it's kind of off off the horizon a little bit. Kind of. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a beautiful painting. And then there was another one that you had submit a while back. I think it was called the L.A. Sunset. Um, and that one also, I was just uh, blown away, really, by by just the texture of the sun, um, of the sunset itself. Uh, let me actually pull it up here and I'll show it on the screen. Um, in this one, the uh, well, let me see if I can do a two page spread. Um, in, yeah, in, that was a long piece. <laughs> yeah, this one was a, a horizontal one. So we right. have, you know, like the downtown skyline here. 
and then right. you know a little bit more of the skyline there and i thought this was just you know a, a beautiful piece and i really liked the textures that you created in the skyline um what inspired you to go that route um is it the impressionistic approach was it just yeah. the emotional approach i mean what what, what how would you describe that one yeah you know I, at first I, I was trying to do a smooth uh, sky but i thought it was too boring so i went the way van gogh went with the swirls of the clouds and putting a lot of paint in that sky and i think that made a difference to to to, to put some texture on that sky yeah. and a color it, i mean that that paint the little painting so um it wasn't that big. It was uh, a rectangle, uh, maybe uh, ten by, by by twenty or twenty-four. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's sold, uh, uh, I think, on on a Christmas sale. Oh, good! <laughs> so so uh, I had to make another one. Because <laughs> I really did like the sky, but I was just experimenting on a small uh, canvas. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, so thank you. Yes, yeah. that that one yeah. so. Well, I'm glad that that somebody bought it because I I, I thought that one was yeah. a beautiful painting personally. So. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I love um, that you mentioned the painter that you got inspired for because it's kind of the theme of these years, like who is inspiring our art, right? So that's pretty neat that you mentioned that person. So yes, yeah, definitely are. a lot of texture. Yeah. Right. I love Van Gogh. It's like, I, I love his work. That uses color and how you can see the paint strokes on his work. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not very it's not refined. It's but it, I mean you, you can see the paint. You can see the, the life and you know and the joy of, of creating something. Yeah, those strokes I always found fascinating. That it has that kind of a movement to it, so you kind of feel where the things went and how it was created. So. It's so their story behind not just what's the scenery, but it's also what the painter is doing, right? So it's telling you two things at the same time. So I like that. Um, do you end up going to the uh, immersive experience that, that they they were doing? No, my my dream is Sunday to make it to to the, to the museum, but uh, I haven't <laughs> been able to. But that's one of my dreams to actually see them. I've seen the ones that they've been on exhibit, you know, at the museum, mm. like yeah, at the Norton Simon Museum and uh, yes. at the, in New York uh, when I was there uh, many years ago. But uh, you know, I should, I know there's a museum dedicated to his work in his in his home country. But uh, I've never been able to make it. <laughs> I, I have his working books. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I, I knew a lot of people who were going to that like experience. You know, you get to the room and they project all the paintings. And I think they even do like a little video and put music, stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, but I, I haven't either. So I'll yeah. put on the list. <laughs> yes, I, know. I missed that too. And then the Frida Kahlo one. I think there was a Frida Kahlo one, right? I'm pretty sure she's really popular. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I think my brothers were telling me about it, and then I, and one of my friends too, and I missed it. Uh, I, I the tickets were, were going pretty fast, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still holding on to my dreams of making it to the museum <laughs> to see them, <laughs> to see his paintings, the ones that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, that's. I think it's really, really fascinating to be able to to experience artwork in person. And, you know, when uh, I remember going to the, I think it's the Museum of Contemporary Art here in LA, um, the MoCA had some works by, um, I want to say Klimt, and they were really interesting. And I remember just having more of an emotional response than I had ever had by seeing the work like, you know, in a book or, you know, like on the internet. And I'm curious, have you ever had that experience in seeing artwork in person where you just all of a sudden feel more of an emotional connection than you ever did before? Yeah, I prefer to see that work in a, in a museum, uh, you know, to actually see the, the work, uh, you know, live in person instead of like the, like the projections or in a book. You know, you can see some of the texture 
in it. But if you see that painting, if you go to the museums and, and see that work or a gallery, you see, I mean, of course you cannot touch them, but you can you can see a, get a an idea of what, you know, you know, it's like um, I try sometimes I try to imagine what what were they, you know, thinking how they were feeling, you know, the the joy of making that work. It, 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 it inspires me. I went to see, uh, you know, I've been to different uh, museums here in LA, and whenever I get a chance, if I travel, uh, I try to to hit the museums that are in the area to see different artwork. Yeah, I was in a uh, Mexico City like about I think it's almost two years ago now. Uh, like the first year during the pandemic, I decided to to go to Mexico City on vacation uh, for a few weeks and. And I did the same thing. I went to all these different museums and uh, it felt just, I mean, more than inspiring. I felt actually a, a deeper cultural connection because I was obviously in Mexico City being, you know, born to Mexican parents. Like for me, it was it was very special. Um, and I'm curious for you, have you ever been able to go back to El Salvador and maybe experience something like that in in uh, your home country, I went. Uh, I uh, I left with my with my mom because of the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did went went back after the war was over when they signed the treaty, and there was high hopes of the things getting better in uh, in El Salvador at that time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, things went the other way. It, a lot of things got really bad and dangerous. So I stopped going. Um, I'm planning on going either next year and take my sons finally uh, to meet the, the country where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the places that I would like to go is to uh, the the Mayan ruins uh, in El Salvador, which I've never been to. I've been to, to some of the ones in Mexico because I've been able to, to travel to, uh, to Mexico, but not to El Salvador. Uh, so I'm hoping that I can make it there uh, with my sons and so they can see uh, 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 my country. They've been to Mexico, you know, just for a little, a little bit, and they were fascinated. With it. Uh, we've been to New Mexico too because we have some family in New Mexico, and my my youngest son thought it was Mexico. I'm like, no, it's not Mexico. It's New Mexico. It's still in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it used to but, be. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Abraham. Oh, no, nothing. Um, well, following that. Uh, since I know you, you left the Salvador because of the war and all. I'm pretty sure there was a long time where you were unable to go back. Do you feel that in, in your adult experience that you're missing something by not being in El Salvador like as you could have done if you have stayed? Do you ever feel like you're missing something that people who are living in El Salvador do have? Probably, but uh, I think it was the best uh, choice at the time for my mom. It was a big uh, sacrifice because she had to leave everything and, you know, start all over here in, in a new country with a different language. And so did I. I, I was 10 as I had to learn a different language. Uh, but I think this it was the, 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 the best that she could do. And, and I'm glad. I think I had a... I've been having a good life here in, in uh, LA, in the US. And I don't know if I would, would have been able to have that if my mom would have stayed in El Salvador because mm-hmm. it was dangerous. Uh, there were no jobs. And uh, I, I mean, uh, I don't know what would have happened there, but I would have been able to, to you know, to get a, a college education and I wouldn't be able to be a painter, I think, uh, sadly. Especially uh, there, uh, I don't think a lot of women are into the arts as, as painters, as artists. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm glad that she made it here, and I've been in LA, made LA my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your bio, you mentioned something about how you remember the the colors of El Salvador. You know, the tropical nature of it, being close to the equator, and um, and it had me wondering, do you feel like maybe subconsciously that's why you gravitate to such vibrant colors in your paintings? Uh, probably, because I do remember that as a child. 
you know, even though there was a war, uh, my family kept me safe. Uh, my mom was working, uh, uh, but my grandma and my great grandmother, I actually met my, met my grandma's grandma. <laughs> I mean, they live a long time. So they uh, took care of me and uh, we used to go out and have like these little adventures to meet other relatives, you know, other. I was a child, but I used to to go with them and uh, you know, older people that were retired already and uh, try all these kinds of foods and, mm. and yeah, and to places that they don't exist anymore. I mean, there's El Salvador is there, but it, there has been, uh, you know, uh, construction. So a lot of those, those places that were uh, more like forests or very rural at the, at the time don't exist anymore. But I remember that there were so many different fruits and, and how green it was and all the critters that you could see. There was like all these spiders that I thought it looked like stars oh, uh, above the trees. And uh, I mean, I remember seeing um, like a flying squirrel and all, this, all yeah. these animals. I tried turtle soup and I know you're not supposed to eat turtles now. <laughs> it's illegal to eat turtles, but they got me to try turtle soup. And uh, it it just you know I I missed that that part I think if I had grown up there you know that uh, uh you know we we couldn't go for a while and then by the time uh, I went back it's I was already had a life here mm-hmm. so, you know, I went to college here in the, in, in LA and mm-hmm. had a job and I had, and then afterwards I you know, had my own family so mm-hmm. I we just stay here. Yeah. Yes, it's it, it, it's it's. Uh, I, I do have beautiful memories of it, of my childhood, and what I miss. And I keep telling my husband and my kids the 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 nights um, when it was dark, uh, especially in the countryside when I was with my great grandparents. Mm-hmm. I could see the stars. They looked like they had um, thrown out glitter all over the all, all over the sky. There were so many stars that you could see. Uh, on a moonless night, or sometimes the moon, yes, mm. it, and it was beautiful. And I don't see here in the city, of course, you don't see the stars; you just see the, the city lights. Mm-hmm. I also know that you do um, portraiture, and um, so I wonder, like, by painting other people, like, do their portraits? Have you learned something that you haven't by meeting them before, working on their portrait? Yes, for me, portraits are uh, hitting this. <laughs> I don't really do portraits that much. Sometimes I, I get, I, I do know the, the person, uh, it does look like them. Uh, and sometimes it, it's not like I, I have to apologize to them. <laughs> so <laughs> some people take it like, oh, you make me look younger. Like I picked it, uh, you know, uh, another artist, and he's like, oh, you make me look like a K pop star. <laughs> I feel like, thank you, <laughs> you can look younger. <laughs> But not exactly like like uh, how he looks, but <laughs> uh, but yes, I um I think I'm better when I when I do know the person, like my kids or or a, or a family member or or a friend I know for a while. But even then, sometimes they're like I have to apologize for <laughs> like no, it didn't come out that way as I meant. To. But thank you for posting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's one painting that you actually shared with us that's called um, Light the Darkness. It's a portrait of a young girl, I think, uh, wearing a red dress and holding a, it looks like a candle in front of an altar. Um, right. Was that a portrait that you did of someone or was that just, you know, like you coming uh, coming up with it on your own? Uh, it was for a picture. Uh, it was for an exhibit uh, called uh, Prayer. Prayers, and um, it, it, it was just that like the candles, uh, the the votive candles lighting up, kind of like in, in a prayer or, or someplace at church that they have that that you light that votive candle mm-hmm. for a prayer. So I used that uh, for that exhibit. So that one was just kind of uh, taken from a photo, then, right? Yes, a photo of a little a little girl. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so. Uh, from a friend's child it wasn't random oh okay okay so yeah so you kind of knew them yeah it was yeah okay 
it, it was the kid picking up a, a candle, mm -hmm. the child picking up the candle. Yeah, there was another one that you shared as well called uh, following, follow the guiding light. And that one I know that you also have submitted to Art Block in the past. It's a, right. it looks like a three, three boys maybe, or two boys. Yes. Um, and it kind of looks like they're in water. Uh, can you tell right. me the story behind that one? Yes. Can you share uh, it my, on the meantime, Luis? Can you share it? So while she tells us the story, we can see it. Yeah, sure. There you go. Yes, there you uh, go. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. The painting is uh, based on uh, pictures that I took of my uh, two of my brothers and one cousin uh, when we went to visit them up north in Northern California. It, uh, it was the last day of our trip, and we had to go back to LA. So we stopped by a river just when, uh, you know, just before sunset, and. Um, so that's what the light is, it's, it's slowly going away, but they still wanted to swim. I remember it was cold, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they still jump in, 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 in the water. And I liked how the, the light play, uh, uh, it, it was light and shadows playing on the, uh, on, on the photo on, on, at that time. Um, so I made it into a painting. Uh, I actually made three of them, that one sold already. And uh, it was that it, it was uh, that moment in time. I mean, that that was many years ago. Now they're grown men, but at that time they were uh, uh, children playing the kind of like the last day of summer. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful painting. I mean, there's a lot of action, a lot of movement going on, and um, and I really like the just the overall composition of it. I think. You know, it's a it's a great dynamic painting for sure. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm you know looking at it, it I do also see you know that you have some of the like impressionistic elements, you know the the undefined dots that are the light, you know, playing on the water, and you know the way that you textured the the ripples of the water. I mean, it's very clear that they're that they're in water, and I just think you know that. It it shows to me that you've you've definitely taken a lot of inspiration from other artists uh, and incorporated it into your work. Uh, how do you feel like like how do you feel like that is reflected in other artwork that you create? Um, because you you also sent us things like this one, you know, where uh, you know the textures are different, the the composition is a little bit different, and then also you sent us this one, the border wall one where you know it's also uh you know has some similar elements but um you know what are what are some of the decisions that you make as an artist to uh incorporate more of the impressionistic style versus a more i don't know uh, maybe not not as obviously impressionistic style uh, some of the some of the work it's uh it it depends um Sometimes it depends on my mood, but uh, mm. so what I want to uh, show across. Uh, and sometimes I do have to put more details on it. Mm. Uh, it the, the the border wall was supposed to be for an exhibit about immigration, so I wanted to make it a little more somber. I think that's why the the, the colors uh, are a little bit not as bright as the other ones, mm -hmm. and try to put some detail on the people coming over. Right. Um, yeah, it, it was that in another painting. Uh, I don't think I sent you the picture of the other one. You know, that this was the in, immigration at uh, the border here, mm -hmm. and the other image that I uh, I used in the exhibit was uh, uh, the immigrants uh, in the in the Middle East, like the ones that are coming that were coming over from uh, like Libya, going through Greece, trying to get into Europe. You know, we had a a big uh, a big disaster. Uh, I think right like last week uh, there was a ship uh, coming with a lot of uh, immigrants uh, from Libya to to Italy, and that boat capsized. A lot of them died. Yeah. So you know, that's an issue that we still have. Yeah. Uh, for that exhibit, I, I was putting work that. To, to highlight some of the plight of the immigrants. 
Yeah, I can definitely see a difference in the styles. And I'm curious if you feel like, you know, that's like some themes maybe require a different style. Yes, I, I think I think so. Uh, um, and I, I I try to do uh, my best to uh, you know to uh, to play to try to uh, to show in my painting what I'm feeling, uh, my feelings about it, uh, to to communicate through the painting. Uh, mm. Uh, a message or, or something to, to it. I don't know if I sent you. I think the last one that I submitted to your magazine was about the, uh, the women's right. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be an exhibit about it, but it, it, it was canceled. It never happened. But, but yeah, I created that, that painting for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're referring to the one, I believe you called it uh, Mi Cuerpo, Mi Decisión. And it's, a, it's an image of a young woman uh, with a like, poster over her head right yes uh, i saw you know when um uh, the the u.s supreme court uh, uh you know ch change uh had been uh, on the books for a long time uh, and then made the decision for, for for women that you know that we don't have a uh, control of our bodies um i saw I, I was feeling really depressed about it but you know, I saw a lot of the, the young people that are taking up the fight again. You know, a lot of uh, people took it in the sixties and the seventies, and then you know everything was was it seemed to be improving, and then this uh, this new justices took us back. But there's uh, uh, a lot of young women, the new generation, that are not keeping quiet. They're they're still out there and they're protesting and. And that's one of the images that I saw of actually the sign in Spanish. That's what I, I, I put that in my painting. And, you know, there are uh, other women that, that uh, throughout the, the, the marches with, with the signs, they put them, even though they were not in the same location at the time, I put the, their signs there. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really good painting to add to our uh, Community Bridges anthology because, I mean, that is, I think, kind of true of like history is that it repeats itself. And um, even though there was a lot of progress made, it is good to see that even today, people are not satisfied enough, you know, like we can, there's always something more that we can, that we can achieve in terms of equality. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that you, you had a chance to, to send us that one. Yeah, by going a lot of marches, when the thing that I noticed that was pretty interesting was the signs that people came with, you know, was really interesting how everybody had their own little ones. Of course, there were some were like printed, like the, the ones that everybody's mainstream, I guess. But a lot of people went up and like made their own. And I found that really interesting. Yes. Yes, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, there's creative people everywhere. I decided to at uh, the teachers uh, march when they went on strike. The, the year before mm -hmm. they they get pretty creative with their signs i, I love them <laughs> and of course they, they do some that they print you know just, just to pass out so everyone can have a sign but yeah people get creative with their signs there's a lot of artists there everywhere i think yeah. when they find a way to express themselves they put it even if it's in a poster board yeah i'm the believer that everyone is an artist everyone is capable of creating and, you know, it doesn't matter if they consider themselves a professional artist or not, you know, I think just the, by the act of creation, they they are an artist. Um, and you kind of mentioned your philosophy in terms of painting uh, in your bio, but I'm curious, what what is like your overall point of view when it comes to art, you know, are, are we all artists in your eyes? Are we all capable? of creating or do you feel like art is something that is uh a gift that only specific people can can somehow develop i mean what generally speaking how would you describe art in in the bigger sense i think everyone's capable uh, of creating art uh, whether it's uh you know the drawings the paintings music 
uh, written poetry. Uh, I think it just everyone has to find their own voice. And there's people that are most talented. <laughs> They're musicians and they're artists. Uh, but I think everyone can can uh, can create some artwork. I think everyone's capable. You know, they just have to find their own uh, their own voice and their own medium of expressing it. Like uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to teach that to my to my sons. You know, I introduced them to to music, uh, to art. You know, it's up to them if, if they choose to follow that or or not. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to give them that option to see what's out there in the world and and find ways to express themselves in a positive way, uh, to have their voice. For me, painting is my medium. I'm not a good writer. <laughs> uh, so I do my paintings, yeah. some drawings. I'm, I'm interested that you mentioned again, do you have two kids, right? Like how old are they again? They're nine and 14. 14. So thinking kind of in the future, let's say one of them or two, I don't know, become artists, either musicians, poets, painters. I don't know, sculptures. Um, is there a part of art that you wish it will change to make it more easy or more accessible for young artists? Well, if, uh, I also support them as, as much as they can, which, whichever career they decide to go into. But yes, I, I wish there were more opportunities uh, for uh, young artists. Uh, that the museums, there's a lot of places that are they're kind of like gatekeepers, that there's just certain type of art, or if you graduate from a, a prestigious school, uh, where, like I said, everyone, I think everyone's capable of creating art, and it's, it's sometimes what it says um, gets the most attention on the exhibits, are, it's just one specific type of artwork, uh, and especially a lot of, uh, I think, Latino or Hispanic art is, is not displayed in the major museums a lot. It's just one type of art, mostly European type of art. So I, I wish that in the future, the work of uh, of our people can, can be displayed. And I just, you know, the Latin American Museum or this museum, that is, is, it's just us, so, you know. Uh, I think we're capable of expressing ourselves uh, through through our work, and it's had to be uh, put in a box. Just Latino or you know, Chicano or Salvadorian or Mexican art. It's it's art, and it should be able to be in, in any museum. Yeah, so I highly I, agree. I highly agree with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's actually, I think, a conversation that we've had on multiple occasions, actually, since we started the podcast is, you know, there's always sort of like this uh, separation between the the professional artist, right? And then the rest of us who don't always have that opportunity to to live the life of, of privilege, really, you know, um, to be able to have easy access to museums or easy access to publishers and you know our voice a lot of times doesn't doesn't get to be reflected I think in in artwork um, and I'm curious about you know if you were to give any kind of pieces of advice to a young artist who maybe looks like us you know what would you say to them you know how would you get them to uh, like para animarlos you know what would you say to inspire them to to continue searching for their voice maybe find find mentors and definitely i i think if you want to uh, go into the art world it does help to have a, a degree in art because i think uh, there's a lot of sometimes the opportunities that are available uh you know they don't know you so you have to submit uh you know uh a proposal and uh, if you don't have an art degree you know like pretty much you know you missed out on, on those job opportunities within the art world uh, to work in a museum so you do need a degree in, in it uh, but uh, but just uh, creating artwork and uh, and um, 
submitting it, um, work with other artists uh, that are willing to to help you to show you the ropes, uh, work in our institutions. I, I think, uh, especially the younger generations, I see them uh, and gives me hope that they, uh, a lot of them have created their own opportunities uh, either through through websites are getting together and putting their their own pop-ups and, and exhibits and and selling their work, you know, creating their own space, which is which is good. I think we need more spaces, uh, even if it's just you know something local in our community. Eventually, uh, you know, you, you expand to other places, meet other people, and you know, and, and keep making art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of makes me wonder, you know, how do you see the future of art in our community? Positive that it's, it's, it's going to continue to grow and and I'm, um, and I'm happy when I see a lot of uh, young people putting their work out there, giving their best, uh, creating, uh, and some of them going to, you know, putting the, their digital work and uh, putting their own online stores. And it's great. So I, I, I think that we, uh, we have a lot of talent in, in our community, and, and uh, we'll just you know, we'll keep creating artwork. Hopefully, other people will see it too. I think we have a lot of things to, to share from our culture, different cultures. So you know, being Latino or Hispanic, there's people from other countries that come in here and uh, we share what we what we bring to, uh, to the table and and now we just have to uh to show I keep showing it and eventually you know it's it's you know it's gonna keep growing and it, it, it can be held back it's it's it's, it's out there and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that uh in the future that we have more uh opportunities in the art world, uh, in the mainstream art world for for our uh, artists and for, uh, for our creativity to keep growing mm-hmm. and and being uh, displayed with along uh, other artwork. Oh, well, I have a really important question, I guess. Um, do you have any particular brush that you, or tool, like a painting tool that's like kind of your favorite to go either brush or I don't know what kind of tool. For example, I, I do love like this, like flat ones. That's kind of really useful. But for me, it kind of brings my, like I have these pencil extender. I don't know if you have seen them. Like when you have super short, uh, like small pencils, you <laughs> add it on and you can continue using it until it dies off basically. So oh, do you have wow. any tool that you really like? Help. No, really. I I have different brushes. The 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 Fillmore is kind of an all around brush and different sizes. I guess it has the little curve. But uh, I also play uh, with the pellet knives. Which uh, whatever brushes I find, I I been uh, sometimes I, I go uh, to uh, uh, even stores that that really they're not you know famous for expensive brushes, but I still find sometimes little gems there to, to, to play around <laughs> and use it in my work yes and paints too uh, and also sometimes uh you know painting with uh with other artists i i see what they have and i'm like oh like you know i borrow some from their stuff or i know where to buy it if there's something that i really like from what they're using mm-hmm. and that's something else that i, I enjoy yeah which throughout the pandemic we couldn't do it but now we're back to it, painting with other artists in a group, uh, doing plein air and getting out there. Yeah, I personally like using palette knives and uh, and also the filbert brush, the the round ones. Um, those are those are always really good for my style of painting. Anyway, when I when I actually do it, because it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier that you have an exhibition. Um, do you have any other uh work that's that we should be, uh, you know, if anybody that is listening or watching um, might be able to go check out your work at uh, website, Instagram, anything like that. Yes, uh, in Instagram, I'm at uh, Glow Painter. 
And uh, my upcoming exhibit is going to be at the Avenue 50 studio in Highland Park. It's going to be uh, in August. Uh, I don't have the exact date, but I think it's going to be the second week of August. And it's called uh, Mother Nature. And it's a group exhibition with uh, different artists from uh, from LA. Raul de la Sota is the, the curator. Mm-hmm. And also he's going to have some work in, in there too. And, and other artists from LA. And so and any other plans after that, after August? Or is it still a little too early to to expect to see another another show? Uh, I don't have any show lined up, but uh, I usually do the Christmas sale at Plaza La Raza oh, cool. uh, in Lincoln Park. So I'll be getting uh, some work ready, uh, so you'll be ready for December. And uh, uh, so far, I don't think I have another exhibit yet lined up. All right. Well, you so I've been doing some plan there. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing some plein air uh, during the summer. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. And uh, like I was going to say to our audience, you know, definitely make sure you follow Gloria on Instagram using at Glow Painter. Um, so that way we can all be be in the know when when the new merchandise comes from from Gloria. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, any final questions, Abraham, before we we wrap up? <laughs> He always likes to throw these little curveball questions at the end. Uh-oh. I well, I guess I had to ask it. Is it pupusa or is it a taco? I don't know. <laughs> well, for me, I like both of them, but I have to go pupusas. <laughs> there you go. We know we knew a traitor when we see one. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. I love both. I love both. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I love both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The real, the real, real question though is the revuelto or uh, loroco con queso or what, what stuffing? What what kind of <laughs> and from where? Ooh, there's so many places here in LA. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to recommend I, I, one place though, like what is the one place that, that that's like ooh, your? Ooh, let me take my note. I know because I want to take. <laughs> Hmm. Well, we uh, I'm in Highland Park, so we have Las Cazuelas. It's a, an old place here. It's it's, it's a solid place. Uh, and then there's a new place in that. Well, it's not beautiful, but I've been going uh, in Los Feliz. I think it's called El Amoroso. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, I love my tacos too. And we here in Highland Park, we have uh, one of the best taco places in LA, Villas Tacos. Ooh, Villas Tacos, okay. Yes. Okay, we were sponsored by La, La Cazuela, Villas Tacos. We moved to a different topic food. <laughs> yeah, we've been known to do that before. <laughs> great well yeah thank you gloria we really appreciate you taking the time to meet with us today um you know like i said this um this particular episode will be you know launching in in the first uh saturday of july so i believe that's july 1st um for anyone that is listening or watching uh actually between july 1st and july 7th our current issue of art block zine is still accepting submissions uh, the deadline to submit to Artblock Zine is July 7th, and the current theme is intertextuality, which we talked a little bit about, but uh, we didn't directly call it out. So um, if in case anybody that is listening or watching uh, wants to know more, you can always go to our website at distillarts.org slash artblockzine. Uh, I'll make sure I put that up on the screen. It's a, lot, it's a long one. Um, and uh, yeah, be sure to follow along on uh you know our instagram twitter tiktok and facebook using at dstl arts and you can always follow again gloria on instagram using a uh, glow painter at glow painter abraham yours is at abraham photo world or sorry at abraham underscore photo world correct <laughs> something like that i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And uh, even though I'm not really using mine, uh, not not that active lately, but it is still at StymieLove1, S-T-I-M-E-Y-L-U-V-1. And yeah, again, make sure that you show support to, to Gloria and to all the other artists who have been featured uh, through our podcast up to this point. And, you know, there's there's always an opportunity for you to share your voice with us. So make sure you check out our website for all of the different upcoming opportunities, including actually one of the uh, ones that Gloria mentioned, which is mentorship. Our uh, poet artist development program, which provides mentorship to emerging artists, is currently accepting applications. So if you're listening and it's still uh, the submission period for applications, feel free to, to send us your, your information and a proposal for a chat book that we might potentially publish. Uh, the deadline to submit applications is July 15th for that particular program. So again, just make sure you check out our website, distillarts.org. And yeah, thanks again, Gloria. We really appreciate you. Well, you thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> thank well. you for the opportunity. That was, uh, that was great. Thank you and see you in Avenue 50 on August. Yes, Avenue 50 Studios or Mother Nature Exhibit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Con esa nos despedimos. So take care, everyone. Thank you for, for following along. Adios. Adios.